This is my foolish heart. I thought for Valentine's Day, let's talk about my foolish heart. And the heart metaphysically represents love. And love, they say, is one of the strongest powers there is, uh, and it surpasses anything. Uh, but however, problem with love is a lot of people misuse it. And people don't think it through because they don't use love with wisdom. And they are two of our 12 divine mind faculties, and Teresa's going through the year doing a power each month, but I'm gonna talk about these two right now because uh, she'll do a whole different thing with them when she gets to them. The faculty of love behind the heart here, and then the faculty of wisdom, which is right here in the solar plexus. And I say these two work together and they create not a faculty, not a power, but a function. And the function is called discernment. You see, if I'm only using the faculty of love here in the heart, it often can be frivolous. It often uh, can be too flighty. And uh, it, it doesn't ground itself. It's, it's, its intentions are often correct, but its, its actuality is often skewed. And wisdom without love is usually too rigid. It's just too... Uh, uh, th these are the rules, and this is the way you do it, and da, da 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 And a lot of people think they're using wisdom with love because the rules are in place, therefore it's right. And I'm here to tell you you're wrong. Uh, love and wisdom must work together to discern what is the intention behind this love. I have uh, felt I've loved lots of things or people over the years when I really didn't. I, I, it wasn't love. I was, I, I was not, uh, at least it wasn't love within, within the boundaries of wisdom. It, sometimes it was lust, let's face it. Uh, lust, lust can create a lot of definite feelings about love, of love that aren't true love because it's not seeing the person. It's not wanting to see the person. <laughs> In fact, what, actually seeing the person will just destroy the lust, let's face it. But it's also the passion for, you know, you can love someone's mind, but not love the person. You can love their body. You can love their home. You can love a lot of things about them, but you haven't sought to see the person. And then there's the love of God. Not the love of God for us, but the love of God from us. And there's so many in their religious fervor or laziness, quite frankly, their sloth, uh, that they would profess to love God, and they absolutely do not. You know, and it's like I listened to that lyric that Kenneth just sang, and you know, and. And that's not always a romantic song. If you think of it in terms of God, your lips are much too close to mine. And, and, and I think, oh, I have this great feeling. Oh, that must be God. It just feels so wonderful. And as if to say God is not present when it doesn't feel so wonderful. God is not a person. God is not a personality. And so to embrace our spirituality. I, I, I saw somebody, a friend of mine, not a friend of mine, somebody I knew in school. I haven't seen this person in 50 years, I'll bet, which is frightening. Uh -huh, maybe 45 years. And, and, and they, they, on most days, they talk about, she talks about 
God is great and God is all power, a traditional God. And then one day there was a post that she was going out to buy a gun to protect her house. And I thought, I have lost your, now you've lost me on your love of God. And I wrote to her and I said, you professed a love of God and that God is all powerful and omnipotent and everything. And now you're going out to buy a gun to kill people who are going to invade your house and your mind. And she said, well, Sean, yeah, I love God, but if somebody comes in to try to hurt my family, I'm going to kill them. And I thought, oh, you see, my foolish heart. Oh, my foolish heart thinks that there's God and I've got to do it myself. Now, we have to show up and we have to do the work. But my thought is, if we are planning for harm, we're certainly going to get it. I had another friend, someone close to me, uh, years ago, it was actually a family member who needed to travel back and forth across the country with a gun. And at one point he couldn't make the trip to the West because his gun permit or something wasn't in effect. And I said to him, why are you, of all people, carrying a gun? And he said, well, I'm driving back and forth across the country. You never know. And I said, well, really? You're going to shoot somebody? He said, oh, well, I don't keep it loaded. I said, then what are you going to do, hit them with it? <laughs> what does this mean? And what I saw happen, and I knew metaphysically, and it's not a punishment here, but what I saw happen, the trip out there and back, he hit a deer both ways. <laughs> and what I say is there's now a sign in Tennessee with his picture on it to warn the deer that he might be driving through. And it's like, the, these things we have, oh, I believe in God. Yeah, God loves me. God loves all people. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to protect myself this way. And, you know, our love of money without wisdom can really skewer our, our thinking. Uh, our, our just our love of country, as if our country is separate, and then there's all those other countries that, what, they're not, you don't, how do you not include all the beings in all of the countries as beings of God? Some people can't get past their own town and they don't like half the people in their own town. And, and they, uh, well, there's God, there's these people with God, but I'm going to do God's work here and go out and kill, kill the Jews and the gays and the this and the that and the blacks and the everything. And it's like, I'm sorry, I, I think we're missing a point here. Oh, my foolish heart. Oh, my foolish heart that I could think that by killing some of God's children, I would be happier? That I would be more complete? Oh, my foolish heart. That even if I, if I, if I go to lunch today and I uh, start uh, character assassinating others, thinking that's somehow going to give me comfort. And I'll be honest, I have, I have been known to be on a murderous rage in some restaurants at lunch and dinner in the past. And, and it's all character assassination. And the, the spiritual blood that lays on the floor of the restaurant that I leave because my foolish heart forgot about the beloved children of God and that you and I both are beloved children of God. And the person I fear the most is the beloved children of God. I was taught as a child to hate certain people. Now, my adults would have denied that. 
If I if I had said, did you teach me to hate blacks? Did you hate teach me to hate Jews? Did you hate teach me to hate Catholics? Did you did you teach me to who did you teach? We didn't even have Hispanics in my town, I don't think. And if we did, I wasn't I did wasn't introduced to them. But I guarantee you, I would have been taught to hate the, them as well. I uh, <clears throat> we barely my my some of my family barely liked our white neighbors. There were there were such fear and panic, and so I was taught to hate. And I had to say at a certain point, no, I don't. I'm not happy hating. I'm not going to use those words that you use, and I'm not going to do that because I don't like myself, and it makes me afraid of other people. I don't want to walk down the street being afraid of anyone. I had I saw a cartoon on somebody's Facebook page this morning and had a man standing with two big guns crisscrossed on him and a, a round of ammunition across here. And surrounding him were different people. There were two men holding hands walk, walking and a rabbi walking and a couple of Muslims walking. And, and, and there's a caption coming from the man with all the guns and artillery saying, I'm, I'm in danger. <laughs> it's like, really? You know, and a lot of people think that way because of their foolish hearts. And I'm not talking about politics here. Please know this. This has nothing to do with politics. This has to do with love or hate and confusion. Uh, I'm not telling anybody who to vote for or not to vote for. That's not my place. I'm telling people how to think. We are a new thought. Unity Church, part of the new thought movement. And part of the new thought is that healing is available for all beings. If there is an ailment in the spirit, the mind, or the body, healing is available for all of us from head to toe and toe to head. But how can I heal if I am blocking the healing presence with thoughts of hate, with thoughts of separatism, with thoughts that... Uh, any being is unworthy of the love of God. Please don't go to extremes when I uh, say this. Well, yeah, but what about, what about, let's put it into perspective. All beings are worthy and are loved by the principle that God is. All beings. We can celebrate for that right now and take great relief in it. All beings are worthy, and are in the kingdom of love of God. So we can relax with that. Now, that doesn't mean that we are not to be held accountable for our ignorance. You know, the law is the law. And, you know, if I am speeding down a highway and I don't know the speed limit, that doesn't make me exempt from getting a ticket should I be pulled over. You know, ignorance is not exemption from our man-created laws, nor is it, does it make it ex us exempt from our spiritual laws. Thoughts held in mind produce after their kind. That's not meant as a punishment. That's meant as an opportunity for us to have great healings, great joy, great pleasure. Imagine if all of our pleasure came from spirit within and all around and never at the expense of one of our brothers or sisters. 
love and wisdom working together so that our hearts do not become foolish and confuse things because we happen to feel disenfranchised, because we feel disempowered. But, you know, it's how are we ever going to heal from what our confused parents did to us? Perhaps intentionally, perhaps unintentionally, it happened. But how are we ever going to heal psychologically if we don't begin a forgiveness process? Many years ago, I was speaking to a group that I was a part of, and I, ta- I said, we have just got to find a way to forgive our parents for hurting us, for doing this, uh, for their foibles, for their foolishness. And one person said, I'm not forgiving anybody. And I thought, oh, you hurt so much that you would send yourself into an emotional hell rather than set them free. Uh, when I uh, when I went to you, many of you have heard the story, and I'm not going to do the whole story right now. But I had a great ex- uh, healing experience around my dad, a forgiveness experience. But when I first, I had been to see a psychic. And it, within that, uh, she said that my dad was asking me to forgive him for what he had done. And I had to confront him. He was long dead at this point. And I thought, at the, by the end of the day, I thought, I'm not forgiving him today. I'm busy. I'll get around to it when I get around to it. And I was talking to a healer friend of mine. And I, and I said to him, you know, how dare he, with what he did to me, that he would ask for something of me. I said, I know forgiveness is for me, so I'll just forgive when I get around to it. And my beloved healer friend, I'll be forever grateful to him for this. He said, no, 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 Sean. It's for him, too. Forgiveness is for him, too. You don't want to make him stuck somewhere between here and the next part of his journey because of unforgiveness. And I thought, no, I don't. And I was, I was pleased and impressed by that information. I thought, no, I, I, it's my, my resentment is not worth holding a human being back, especially someone who had been my father. I didn't really know him that well. Nevertheless, I, there was some sort of a connection. And so I thought, nope. So I am willing, and I began to pray on it. God, I don't know how to forgive this person, but I know you know how, how it's done, so show me. And I began to learn about healing, forgiveness as a... Uh, as an experience rather than an act I do. I had to take actions, but I kept praying every time my thoughts of resentments came up, I pray, God, show me how. I'm open, I'm willing. And then it happened. I went to his, uh, where they had scattered his ashes years before, out in Sedona. And suddenly, I didn't need the past to be different. I thought, son of a gun. I didn't need him not to have done what he had done for me to be okay. And I thought, I... This must be the experience of forgiveness. And so I tell everybody, pray on it. Pray on it. Desire. Desire with your heart. But your heart that is commingled with wisdom for the experience of forgiveness for yourself, for all beings, for all mistakes having been made. Let them, let your power of imagination come into it so that you may see the obstacles that have been in the way of freedom so that you may see, you may truly see, oh, I don't have to hold this grudge anymore? Are you kidding me? After all these years, I didn't have to hold this grudge? And that's why some people still hold on to it. They're going to make it pay off somehow. (laughs) 
And it's like, no, you don't have to hold on to it anymore. It doesn't matter. They weren't wasted years. Trust me. You used to, you'll used use those years now, like I'm doing, to uh, help others through the experience of forgiveness, giving way for new thoughts about this, new ways to set yourself free from your prejudices, from racism, from race consciousness. You know, to set yourself free and then help others to be set free in their thinking, in their experience. So that we may have a wise heart rather than a foolish heart. I'm going to read something to us here. Charles Fillmore, of uh, his invocation. Charles Fillmore's invocation. I've read it before. Worth reading again. And it says, I am now in the presence of pure being and immersed in the Holy Spirit of life, love, and wisdom. I acknowledge thy presence and thy power, O blessed Spirit. In thy divine wisdom, now erase my mortal limitations, and from thy pure substance of love, bring into manifestation my world according to thy perfect law. Imagine, if you will, all the people involved in that... Uh, riot at the Capitol a few weeks ago if they were suddenly overcome by love and wisdom. If they suddenly loved themselves so much that they could not see how they were different from all the people they have claimed to hate. Imagine, would you be willing? Would you be willing that all those people, we're just, uh, just use them for an example, we're not limited to them. Uh, would you be willing that they suddenly are struck with uh, love and wisdom and they don't hate the people that they hated before? They don't see themselves separate from those they had previously seen themselves separate? You know, they have their part in what they did, but we have our part in the healing. We play a part in the healing of this planet. And so I invite you and me every day to ask ourselves, would I be willing today that all beings, including myself, are, are uh, struck in the realization of love and wisdom? And I no longer am committed to hate. I'm no longer committed to seeing how we are different. I am committed to seeing how we are the same. But that all beings are my brothers and my sisters. We are all siblings. And we are all trying to awaken. And some of us have been locked into a foolish heart. And I am willing to uh, unlock I am willing to have the key and uh, make copies of the key to unlock this foolish heart that the heart of love may join with wisdom that we may serve our brothers and our sisters and we may allow and receive the healing from them as well in our realization of God. Are you ready and willing to know this connection? And if not, are you ready and willing to begin a daily prayer practice to bring it into your consciousness, to invite it in to your conscious mind from your super conscious mind?
Am I ready? I'd like to believe I am. I'm going to read this invocation once again. I am now in the presence of pure being and immersed in the Holy Spirit of life, love, and wisdom. I acknowledge thy presence and thy power, O blessed Spirit, in thy divine wisdom. Now erase my mortal limitations, and from thy pure substance of love bring into manifestation my world perfect according to thy perfect law. And so, I invite you to start seeing your brothers and sisters in love. Use your imagination. See beyond the, the obstacles. See beyond what you have imagined as uh, differences. And now use imagination to see similarities. Let's all walk as a, I'm going to do a song cue here. Let's walk over a bridge together. Let's walk over a bridge, ignore what is under the bridge, and walk over that bridge together into perfect peace, into perfect love, to perfect joy. Love and wisdom working together to heal us. Thank you.